Winston Churchill once fell asleep on one of his colleagues while speaking in Parliament. And afterwards, his friend came up to him and said, Winston, must you sleep while I'm speaking? And the Prime Minister said, no, no, I assure you, it's entirely voluntary. <laughs> I am very confident tonight that none of you are going to go to sleep. Because this is the way I figure it. Anyone that would show up and worship three days after Sunday, Easter, y'all got to be committed. So as committed as you are, you are the kind of people that probably already know that the hard work of Easter begins now. But that's cause for rejoicing because we get to enter discipleship following the risen Christ. Would you please stand as you're able for the reading of the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. Has anyone told you today that Jesus loves you? I hope so. Because Jesus does love you. And so do I. You know, I, I have said that often at the beginning of a children's minute, as you know. And I have several reasons for doing so, but one of them is because I grew up hearing that almost every Sunday of my life. My dad, a United Methodist clergy, now retired, used to say it at the beginning of his children's minutes. And in light of our scripture, I began to think a bit on what it is that I mean when I say it. Jesus loves you. So much so that he's willing to die for you. Jesus loves you. So much so that he's willing to let you die also. For his sake in the gospel. Pick up your cross. Lose your life and you'll save it, he says. 
Jesus loves you. Am I willing to die for such a love? Jack was walking along a cliff one day and fell off. And as he fell, lucky for him, there was a branch sticking out from the side of the cliff and he grabbed a hold of it and he looked down, there was another thousand feet of chasm below and he looked up and there was no way to get to the top and so he began to yell for help. Is anyone up there? And he heard a voice. He said, yes, Jack, I hear you. It's the Lord. The Lord? You mean God? Yes, Jack. Oh, thank God. Please, God, you've got to get me off of this branch. I'm going to die. And Jack, God said, uh, Jack, it's going to be okay, but I need you to listen, for you to listen to me carefully. I need you to let go. Let go? Are you crazy? I'll die. Jack, trust me on this. Let go. There was a long silence until finally you could hear echoing down the canyon, um, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> so how about you? Would you let go? If you really believe God was asking you to let go, would you? You know, that's what Jesus was asking and telling his disciples that day. He gathered them all together and said, guys, look, God has asked me to let go. And of course, Peter would have none of that. And he said, let go? Are you crazy? You'll die. No, sir. What we're going to do is keep you and us alive as long as possible, no matter what it takes. And Jesus said, stop it, Peter. That's the devil talking. I've got to let go, don't you see? And so do you. Because if we don't, we'll lose everything. Letting go. Hmm. Every one of us will be forced to do it at some point in our lives. But Jesus asks us to choose it. But we try hard, don't we? We try so hard to keep from letting go of the life that we want to live and the way we want to live it. We try so hard, but in the end, it will be taken from us. We can't save our lives. So the question tonight not, isn't really how do we keep from losing everything, because we will. The question is whether or not there's a way to do it that saves us. Jesus asks us to let go of everything that we thought was worth anything so that what means everything can find us. Jesus asks us to let go or else when it's all taken from us anyway, all will be lost. Once a young man went to his, came up to his dad and said, Dad, I wish you were dead. At least that way I could have my inheritance. But since you aren't, why don't you just give me the money anyway and 
That way I can get out of here and live life like I want. And so the dad did. And the son left. And the young man was true to his word. He went out and lived life exactly as he wished. And in the course of doing so, lost it all. Years later, he found himself standing at the end of the drive, looking at the house that he had left so many years ago. But before he could take one step into that drive, the front door flew open and his dad ran down the drive and embraced his son. And they stood there like that for the longest time there at the end of the drive. I wonder what that dad had to let go to be able to embrace his son. I wonder what the son had to let go to go back. Easter may be a harder season to deal with than sometimes we think. It's a time to let go so that we can be found. It's a time to die. To deny all the ways that we would try to create our own happy ending. Time to let go of our search for a home of our own making so that we can be welcomed as strangers into a home that we've never been to before and can't get to from here. It's a time to let go so that we can be welcomed as strangers and in the welcome, finally learn what it means to be human, what it means to love and to be loved. The pandemic has forced many of us to let go, some more than others. But you know what scares me the most as a minister of the gospel is not how much we've lost, although that has been hard. What scares me the most as a minister of the gospel is how easily we become like Peter and begin to think that letting go is the real problem. We so easily become like Peter and claim that we should not have to let go of anything. We should be able to live life as we want. Sometimes, even if it hurts people along the way. But in those times, I begin to hear a whisper from Jesus. This is Jason. That's the devil talking. You gotta let go, don't you see? Especially now. Because if you don't, all will be lost. Traveling the season of Easter at the tail end of a pandemic will be different. But as COVID-19 wanes, we've got a lot of other viruses out there with which we must contend. Easter people know that. Viruses that kill love and forgiveness. Viruses that kill mercy and kindness. 
viruses that would say only some are welcome. Only some are wanted. I heard someone say the other day that isn't it strange we spent so much time this past year arguing over whether to wear a mask when every one of us has chosen to wear a mask in some form or another well before the pandemic ever started. We've worn the mask of forgiveness and then demonized others for what they said or what they did. We've worn the mask that Christ's love is for all and then acted in ways that didn't reflect it in our lives. We've worn the mask that Christ is Lord and then refused to follow his most basic commands. Love your enemies. Forgive others. Give to those who you don't think deserve it. Pick up your cross. Let go. It makes you wonder sometimes what gods we really worship when we insist on living life exactly as we want. We can go to church most every Sunday and still have such a voracious appetite for idols. Religion is often seen as a way to find meaning, to find certainty in our lives. Sometimes it's just used as a way to justify the way we want to live anyway. But what if the life of faith isn't about any of that? What if the life of faith is more about helping us let go of the addiction to the idols? What if the life of faith is more about letting go of the certainties of who's in and who's out, who's right and who's wrong? What if faith, like death, is trying to cut us off from all the ways we would find our own happiness and wholeness so that in that space where we've chosen to lose it all, grace may finally find us. Has anyone told you today that Jesus loves you? I hope so. Because Jesus does love you. So much so that he's willing to let you die. And that is cause for rejoicing. My prayer for you this first week of Easter is that you might be strengthened to lose it all for the sake of Christ. To let go. To risk dying. So that Christ, for your sake, may welcome you home.